there was a time and a place where there was no pain. There was no pain, no suffering, no disease, no sickness, no high blood pressure, no diabetes, no, no bad knees. Some of y'all like, my knees, my knees, no bad back. Huh? There was a time when none of that was going on. No bad hips. You can get around fine. Adam and Eve in the beginning jumped around and with freedom and peace and joy. It was heaven on earth. It was beautiful. They didn't have to worry about the animals and the lions trying to maul them. None of that was going on. It was peace all throughout the garden. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, he gave Adam and Eve power to overcome. See, where this started in a small garden, God wanted Adam and Eve to spread that throughout the whole world. He wanted that to spread out to everyone where there was no more darkness and, and that the light of God will shine through them and that they will multiply. Let's go. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. It says, God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Fill the earth with what? With who he is. His peace, his joy, his love, his goodness, his mercy. No more pain, no disease, no problems. He wanted the earth to be filled with that. And subdue it. That means overcoming. Take over the darkness that's out there. God says, I put the power in you to overcome. And they said, rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. So he's saying, listen, you have power. And, they, and God gave them power to bring the light to overcome what was in this world. But God gives us a choice. Man, he gives us a choice to choose. And you might say, well, God could have just made everything just dandy and, and clear and just made us follow what we needed to follow. But he, he put up, he put something in place to where you had a choice to choose. Listen, you don't ever want to force anybody to love you. You don't want anybody to, uh, uh, you don't want to be, you don't want to force your children to love you. You don't want to force your wife or that significant other, your, your, your girlfriend or your boyfriend to love you if you have one. You don't want to force your husband to love you. You want them to love you just because they love you. Just because they love you. Just because they love you. And God is there and he's saying, listen, I want you to love me just because you love me. Look what I have done. Look what I have created. I'm giving you a choice to choose me. So God gives us a choice. He doesn't want to force us to love him. But in Genesis chapter 3, they chose to disobey God, to turn their back on him and follow something else. The enemy convinced them that something that was forbidden was good. He made the fruit that was forbidden. God put the fruit uh, tree in the middle of the garden and said, listen, don't touch this. But the enemy found a way to make it sound good. He talked to Eve and made it a way to make it sound good and made it, listen, it's going to taste so good. He convinced her that it would that it even smell good. Don't it smell better than all the other food around the garden? The enemy is doing that today. You want to make things forbidden sound good and taste good and seem better to you in your life. 
And he has convinced you that man in that muscle shirt, whoo, he may look good, but he may not be good for you. No girls are no tight tightness, tightness going on. They may look good, but it might not be good for you. Oh my God. That cheeseburger, huh? That whopper, it looks so good. I know. But it might not be good for you. The enemy has found a way to make the, what is forbidden look good. Lying, cheating, stealing, that you may get your way. He makes it look so good. But at the end, it tears you down. It tears other people down. By turning our back on God is sin. And when sin entered the world, they were kicked out of the garden all amongst the darkness without having the power to overcome and bring light to the world. And because of sin, the habit had happened on this world today. When people choose to do wrong, people suffer. My Lord, when people choose because they're selfish and want to do things their way because they're greedy and what they want, people suffer. And the individual that brought up all the sanitizing, brought up everything, charging hundreds and hundreds of dollars, people are suffering while he gains. Because of this, people suffer. People hurt. People hurt when people lie. People hurt when people steal. People hurt and families hurt when people kill. When we talk about one another, it hurts. Jesus. My God. When we cheat on one another, it hurts. That's sin. Turning our back on God. My Lord. The earth itself is affected by sin. When they chose the forbidden, the earth began to change. This is why we have earthquakes. This is why we have tsunamis. This is why we have diseases. This is why we have plagues. This is why we have uh, 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 um, um, the disasters that go around in this world. Why? Because the earth is groaning. Let's look at Romans chapter 8, verse 21. And I'm going to tell you today where all these diseases are coming from. And a lot of people may say, God brought these diseases. God brought, listen, sin brought it. Sin brought on the plagues and the diseases. When Adam and Eve, and they chose to do wrong, and when the world continues to choose and be without God, it brings these things upon our life. My Lord. Romans chapter 8, verse 21 and 22, this is what the world is saying, that the creation itself will also be set free from the bondage of the corruption into the glorious freedom of God's children. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. The world is groaning. Why is the world is groaning? Because they, the world was not created to dwell in sin. The world was not created. Guess what? Not only the world was not created to dwell in sin, guess what? You and I was not created to dwell in sin. That's why, that's why when you can actually look at a person and tell that 
life has been rough by the things that they have been doing. When people choose the, the bar and constantly going to the bar and constantly going and draining their life and taking pills and, and stress on their life and worry on their life, it begins to drain on them. And it becomes, it, 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 it's sin that is draining on them because they don't know where their peace comes from. They don't know where the hope comes from. And you can see it in their face. They might be 20 years old looking 50. It's because the sin of the world has been draining on them and they don't know where the outlet is. They don't know where the hope is in their life. My Lord. And the earth today is groaning. In Romans 8 and 18, it tells us the earth wants to be free from this corruption. If you look in your Bibles, go to Romans 8 and 18. I don't have that scripture up there, but it tells you that the earth wants to be free from this corruption. And the more that the earth wants to be free from this corruption, the more it's going to erupt and act up because it's waiting for the coming of the Lord. It's waiting for a new heaven and a new earth. These plagues and different things that are going on. Listen, the earth is crying out. We're waiting for the coming of Christ. The sins of this earth is killing this earth. I don't want to be a part of the sin. I want to be part of God and the solution that God may use us that he may be glorified. Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 3. But based on his promise, we wait for the new heaven and a new earth where righteousness will dwell. Listen, we're waiting for that. There's a new heaven and a new earth that is coming. I want to encourage you, don't lose the spirit to overcome. Don't lose the desire to seek his face, to seek God, because a new heaven and a new earth is coming for us all. It's coming for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's coming for those who want to follow after God and, and, and do away with the sin in their life. To say, Lord God, I need you to come in, save me, deliver me, set me free, show me how. That you might be saved today and so much worry and depression. Is the depression is going on in your mind and you today is the day to go back. Go back to your glory. Go back to your God. Go back to your king. He's waiting for you. He's saying a new heaven and a new earth I have prepared for you. This lasting time is not the end. My prayer is that we know we can have power to overcome. While we may face difficulties in life, you can have strength, you can have power, and a right mind through a cursed world. Yeah, we might be living in this cursed world, but we can go through it with a right mind. We might be living in a plague right now, but we can get through it with strength. We can overcome it with power, from the power of God. We can make it one day at a time. I don't want to. Listen, I can either go through a plague with God or I can go through a plague. And I prefer, I rather in my heart to go with a God that loves me, to go through this with a God that cares for me, to go through this with a God that can give me power and can give me strength. My Lord Jesus. My Lord, help us. So let's go back a little bit. I want to give this as an example of how when the churches begin to fall away from God, how disasters begin to strike even harder, even more. 
how when the churches begin to turn their back on God and begin to seek other things, that the disaster begins to strike even greater because the churches have turned away. And the, when the churches have turned away, they can't teach people how to overcome obstacles in their life because the churches have turned away. Because the churches have begun to seek other things, have begun to seek idols. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You may come to church and you may be faithful every Sunday. You, you may come and you may, you may jump up and down, but then you go home and God is not the God is not on your heart. Church becomes just a tool for excitement. It just becomes something that we just do. But the church, the purpose is that we have a relationship with God. And that relationship with God begins to grow in us and birth in us. And that we must go forth and share it with other people that they may find hope and peace in this cursed world. But let's see what happens when the church turns away. Let's go back to the book of Joshua. Now, the Israel was uh, considered as the church. God chose the Israelites to be the people to go forth and spread who he is. He wanted them to go forth and be the church and be uh, who God is and be the example who God is. He chose them to go forth and that people may come and follow the true and living God. So in the book of Joshua, it talked about the great Israelites who begin to subdue like God wanted them to do in the beginning. He wanted the Israelites to subdue and take over and take dominion over the lands, just like God had told us to do within the beginning. And then they begin, God gave them power and gave them strength to overcome the land. Listen, the land was tough. The land had giants. The land had um, strong walls and soldiers. And here's little small Israelites. They look small. They look, they look impossible to do anything. But they had God. And with God, they begin to take over land after land. They begin to take over, uh, um, march around buildings and walls collapsing. God gave them that power and that ability. In Joshua, you would see the great Israelites being blessed by God. Because why? They put God first. It wasn't just a Sunday morning thing. It wasn't just a Bible study thing. It was a daily thing. They woke up and they served their God. They sought his face. They put him first in their life. And because they put him first, God gave them power and the ability to go forth and take over the land. Or against all the obstacles that they may have faced. So in the book of Joshua and Chronicles, the blessings God bestowed upon, bestowed upon Israelites for their obedience in conquering the land. Everyone was afraid because of the power that was upon them. God was with them, was with them wherever they went. No matter what came against them, they knew they could overcome. And I want to encourage you today that when God is with us, who can be against us? 
You may be experiencing job loss. You may not know if the stimulus check coming or not. But listen, with God, you can overcome every obstacle. I tell you the truth today that this is my faith. That with God, no matter what comes my way, I can get through it and overcome it. Because I know that God is in my life. And I'm praying that you begin to know that God is in your life. The Israelites knew that God was with them. The obstacles seemed huge and big, but they knew their God. Oh my God, I'm praying that you know your God. Know who your God is. Know who your God is. Do y'all know who your God is out there? I'm praying that you begin to know. Listen, I want y'all to listen real carefully. First John chapter five, verse four. It says, because whatever has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered the world, our faith. This is a cursed world. You want to conquer the world? You want to conquer all the obstacles and fears and, and the things that you're facing every day on an everyday basis? God says, listen, it's your faith in me that's going to give you the ability to overcome every obstacle. Trust in me. And just like the great Israelites, I kind of look like, I kind of look at America. America as a nation under God. Of the most powerful country of them all, right? America. 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 Boom, boom, right? Powerful country, right? So I look at our nation who says we're under God. Our nation was based upon a Christian faith. Yeah, it has been abused and twisted. My glory. But this is the only nation that claims to be a Christian nation. We have more food than everybody else. We have more clean water than it. Listen, you can go to your fridge and just water just keeps coming out. My, my family... Um, we used to uh, um, um, have somebody from another country, from Africa. They, they used to come over to the house. And they came over and, uh, and and they, you know, they saw the refrigerator and, and they and they were shocked and amazed that they could go to the grocery store and get fresh vegetables and fresh fruits. They was amazed that we had access to water anytime we wanted it. I want you to know we live in a great nation. The opportunities that we have. And it's, and it's because God has favored this country. God has favored the, the churches. God has favored us because we were seeking after him. Sounds just like the mighty Israelites. But something happened. They got comfortable. Just like the church. Just like America. We begin to turn our back on God. In the beginning, they began to forget about God and they started worshiping idols. They started worshiping other things besides God. The Israelites began to turn their back on who their God was. And I'm sorry to say, America, we have turned our back on God. I'm sorry to say, church, believe that we turned our back on God. I believe that the idols became an individual. I believe our idols became a pastor, a man. I believe our idols became the choir director. I believe our idols became 
the choir. I believe our idols became television and work. Because when they begin to worship idols, that means they took the time away from God and began to lift up something else. And when we begin to seek other things, when we begin to seek a man, a pastor, and we begin to seek, oh, I hope the choir sound good. We be, and we begin to seek uh, television and, and our favorite show, and that's what we constantly look for. You ever had your favorite TV show come on? And I'm, I'm pretty sure y'all watching a lot of Netflix right now. But you ever had uh, your favorite show come on, boy, man, you ready to get down, lay down, relax, and get in it, and, and time focus, you shut up your phone, huh? Everything shuts down because you, you're about to get it in and relax. But during this time of forgetting about God, we have allowed those other things and we put them before God. And God is sitting back like, what about me? You're living in this curse, in this sinful world, and you're forgetting about me. I'm your savior. I can help you. I can encourage you. I can build you. I can help you get through this thing, but you're forgetting about me. So the Israelites had this attitude, just like America today. And if you ever, if you're if you're married and and you ever um 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 if you if you begin to start not spending time with your wife or your husband, something begins to click. If, if I just came in every day from work and just walked past my wife, I didn't say hi, I didn't say hello, I just went straight in my room, got on my bed, and watched TV. Next day, my wife's waiting at the door, I come in the room, I walk past her, I go in the room, lay down, get in the bed. Day three, she's waiting at the door for me, I walk past her, I go in the room, lay down and I watch TV. Day four, she's waiting at the door. I come, in, I come in the house. I walk past her. Don't say nothing. I lay down in my bed. Oh yeah, we'll take trips. and We'll do things like that. But think about it. If every day I just came through the door and I didn't speak to my wife, how would she feel? A person that's supposed to be in the grind with me. A person that's supposed to be my helper. A person that's supposed to uh, help me through, through the trials that we face in life. There will be confusion there. There will be a heartbreak there. And I'm telling you today that God's heart is hurting. Because we have walked away from him. So in the book of Judges, and after they were blessed in Joshua, then we come into the book of Judges. And this is what happened to the great Israelites. Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hands of these raiders. Now, they, when they begin to turn their back on God, what God did, he stepped back. He stepped back. And he allowed raiders from other countries to come in and take them over. He allowed them, he, he God just stepped back and said, if this is what you want, if you want something else, if you don't want me, then let me step back.
and then I'm just gonna allow whatever you're looking for. I'm just gonna allow the other countries, whatever, just to come in and take you over. This is what you want. And they're probably trying to stand up and fight against the other raiders. They were trying to worship the other gods, thinking that they would help them, and they were taken over. Because they decided to worship something else. They decided to turn their back on, and these raiders continually came over and over and over again and took them over. And now, and now what God had to do because he loved them so much, he raised up a judge. Because why? They got to a place in their life. The Israelites got to a place when the raiders began to pound on them and pound on them and the pound. They got to a place in their life when they reached up and said, God, help us. And when they screamed out and asked God to help them, God raised up a judge. And that judge began to get up and raised up and he began to lift up a standard against the enemy. And when they lift up a standard against the enemy, he saved the Israelites. And they were healthy and strong again and powerful again because they turned themselves back to God. But guess what? If you read the book of Judges, they went right back to the old way. 9-11 happened. What happened? Everybody rushed to church. Wow. Churches was packed. After 9-11, everybody was rushing to God. Rushing to God. God, here we are. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Comfort our nation. God comforted us. He built us back up. Oh, they, we thought we was ruined and it was over, but man, the nation turned to God. And God built us back up. God built us back up. And then what started happening? People started falling away again. They stopped going to church. They stopped seeking his face. Church became the same old, same old. People wasn't truly seeking God with all of their heart, worshiping an idol, worshiping a man, and begin to leave God. And this is what happened in Judges. Every time God raised up a judge, he would save them, deliver them. They would turn away from God. They would cry out to God. Then God would raise up another judge, save them, deliver them. Then he would start falling away again. And this repeatedly happened again and again and again. And I'm crying out to the nation and I'm crying out to all of us today is that let us not be like this in Judges. Where we begin to lose our focus on God. It says they begin to practice evil practices and they begin to be stubborn. They begin to turn their back in their mind, in their heart and mind of, from God. And they begin to stop following who he is. And I'm telling you today that God has raised up a judge. He raised up Jesus Christ, our Savior, our King. He raised someone up in our life to say someone that we can hold on to, to rescue us if we call on him, if we seek his face. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus, the resurrection King. He is the final judge. He is the only judge. And who is he judging? He is judging the sin that is in this world. He is coming down and he wants to rescue us from the sin that is in this world. He wants to rescue us from the plague. I'm telling you today that he has greater grace, more grace than you can imagine, more grace than you can even think of. Jesus has greater grace. If you would just call on him and seek his face, Jesus wants to come in and deliver us all from all the havoc and chaos that is in our life. He's looking for us to just lift up our hands and say, God, here I am. I'm tired of trying to do this on my own by myself. 
Jesus is the resurrected king. He is the living king who will bring judgment to sin, who overcame the world. No matter what we face, we can overcome this pandemic. We can overcome the things that we face, the loss of jobs, the loss of homes. God will give us the strength to overcome. I've been there before. I've been there in a place where it felt like, how am I going to make my next note? I've been there before. I've been there in a place where I did not have a job, where I did not have work. And I could have came home and been, been angry and then been fearful. And guess what? That anger and fear would have been tossed over to my family and my family would have been depressed. But oh, I thank God that I believed in the one that can overcome this world. Oh, I thank God that I believed in the one that can give me strength to overcome. And now by being able to overcome this life, I can spread peace upon those who are around me. I can spread peace and joy to those who surround me. My family has peace. My children have hope. Why? Because I believe in the resurrected King. I believe in the judge that can help me overcome no matter what I face in life. Matter of fact, and I'm closing with this in John 16, verse 33. It says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. God, Jesus is saying, listen, in me you will find the peace. But guess what? In this world you're going to find troubles and trials. Listen, those raiders that they begin to face, that might be your job loss. That might be your, uh, uh, um, your, uh, your, your confusion in the home. That might be the worry and the depression that, that strikes your mind. Those raiders that were coming against Israel every day. And guess what? You didn't have anybody to stand in the gap. You didn't have no one to stand in the gap for you because you didn't know who your God is. You didn't know who your Savior is. But I'm telling you today, church, turn around and seek God. I'm telling you today, if you don't know the Lord, turn around and seek God. He's ready to come and save. He is standing. He's ready to come and deliver us. Jesus is ready. He is going on our behalf. He's standing in the gap. All you have to do is call him. And he will come. He says, you may go through things, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I'm praying that you don't lose the mindset and ability to overcome. That you don't lose the desire and the power that Christ has put in you and believe that you can overcome. But we must turn to him. We must seek him. We must seek his face. He's looking for us to seek his face. My Lord Jesus. My God. Jesus. Play the intercedes for me. Thank you, God. Jesus. Lord, you might come up and help me sing this. As my daughter sings the song, I just want to pray for you all. Knowing that God wants to step in the gap, even though the country has been facing this problem and these issues 
Lord is still ready to save. He is ready to deliver. He is ready to come in like a judge and rescue us from all that has been bounding upon our life. All of the struggles and the weight that is upon our shoulders. The Lord is ready to come. He has not loved us. He has not forsaken us. I see the yearning. I see the crying. I'm reaching back out to God. I have so many texts and people have sent me so many things. They want to know more about God. That's it. This is the time to seek his face. To seek him like we have never before. The congressman who said, listen, God, forgive us for our sins. On national TV, he said, God, forgive us for our sins. Because of these sins, God has stepped back and he has allowed the sin of the world to take over. Do you not know that God has been stepping in the gap and his greater grace has been stepping in the gaps every day of my life? Do you not know that the enemy, if he could, if he could, he would kill us right now today. He will wipe out the nation right now today. He wants to wipe us all out. But there is a God. There is a God standing in the gap and saying, listen, no. You are not going to be able to take and wipe us completely out. You are not going to be able to take us out. Jesus said and pleaded to God, this nation is going to cry out for me. My people are going to cry out to me. They're going to seek my face. Just wait and see. Jesus. Jesus is standing in the gap because he believes in our nation. He believes in you. He believes that you're going to come back to the faith. He believes that you're truly going to seek his face and not a game no more, but for real, for real. My Lord. Oh, Lord. Jesus. Yeah. 